Okay, Boker Tov. Uh, Rumi, I just wanted to let you know that uh, we changed the clocks here Thursday night. Okay. So uh, it'll be back to uh, 10.20 your time Thursday Very night, your time, right? Very good. Right, okay, just to let you know, okay? Yeah. All right. Very good. <clears throat> okay. Um, today's daf is daf Dalid in Shkolem. And we get learn for a four shlema for Tova Miriam Bastavara Mindel. From the top of the page. It's really in our Gemara, it's in the middle of the Mishnah, the Mishnah is, it's a separate Mishnah. But the Gemara describes both the Mishnah that we learned yesterday at the bottom of Gimel and Beis and today's Mishnah, so it's uh, sort of merged. There is something called a Kalbom. Okay, I'm going to uh, just uh, mute everybody so that we lose that background noise. All right, you'll have to unmute yourself if you want to say something. Okay. Elu Shechayim What is the Kalbon? The Kalbon, <clears throat> besides the Chatsi Shekel, which everybody had to give, and uh, was used to count the people, as we'll see, was used here for the Karbonos, as we mentioned. So, besides the Chatsi Shekel, they had to add a little bit extra. That extra was called the Kalbon. We're going to have Machlokas. What is the Kalbon? Is the Kalbon like a commission for the money changers? In which case, it has to be given... In all situations, whether you gave a half a shekel, literally, you still have to give them a commission, or or or, or it depends. It depends on the on the commission status, or <clears throat> is it an amount that the Torah required because the chazi shekel at the time of Moshe was worth maybe more than it is now? It was pure gold, and maybe the chazi shekel that you're giving now is worth a little bit less. So the Torah required you to make up that difference. So is it minatora? That's or meir shita. That the chatzis sh- you have to add a kalbin. You have to add a little bit extra to make up the difference. It's for the real value of the chatzis shekel, or is it simply like a, a commission for the money changers? And therefore, if it's only a commission for the money changers, if you gave them the half shekel directly, you gave them a half shekel. They didn't have to make change or anything like that. You wouldn't have to add it on. So it depends on the situation. So we're going to talk about who's chayiv to give this kalbin now. Is it uh, all people, basically, who have to give the chatzis shekel? Levim, Yisraelim, Geirim, Bavadim, Meshachrarim, freed slaves. These are all full Jews. Avalok Kohanim, but they didn't require the Kohanim. We had yesterday that Kohanim do have to give the chatzis shekel, but I've covered from them, they didn't have to add the extra amount. Now, you might say, according to our mayor, if the reason is because they have to add the full amount, so why didn't they have to? But they weren't required to do it. The Nashim Vavadam Khtanim also don't have to do it. We'll talk more about the Nashim Vavadam We talked about them yesterday. If you, get, if you give, let's say, on behalf, let's say you want to donate on behalf of the Kohen, uh, or for a woman, or for an Eved, Eved means Eved Kanani, you're part of giving because they don't really have to give it themselves. So therefore, if you give for them, you don't have to add the Chatsi Shekel. Let's say you gave for somebody else. In other words, uh, you're giving it uh, for uh, some for uh, for you know you're giving let's say a full shekel for two people, for you and for somebody else. You have to give one kalbon. Why? Because we're going with the svar of the rabbanon that it's a commission. So if you're not giving a chazi shekel, you're giving one full shekel for two people. You still you have, to, you have to add the commission. Rameir says base kalbonos because according to Rameir the reason is my Torah because you have to make up the value. It's not a question of the commission. 
we'll see, according to me, if they had a commission too. If there's no case, you might have to add a commission, but because you have to do kabonis because uh, you have to make up the full value. It's a value situation. So you have to give a half, you have to add the kalbon for each half shekel. I know some seller of a shekel. Let's say you paid a seller and you gave back a shekel. Now, when we say here sell, it's a little bit confusing because the shekel, the chazi shekel that you have to give, right, is really uh, the shekel, the chazi the she, the shekel you have to give is half the shekel in the Torah, which in the vernacular of the Gemara was a seller. In other words, in the time of the Gemara, we called what was called in the Torah shekel was called in the time of the Gemara a sella, and a shekel in the Gemara was a half of the seller or a half of the shekel in the Torah. So let's say you gave a seller, meaning you gave a full shekel of the Torah, and you took back a half a shekel of the Torah, which is a shekel in the time of the Gemara. Venoto shekel yuchayv shnei kobanos, commission for both. Now we're going to talk about that. Is it is that according to a mayor? Or is it according to the Rabbanan? Is it because a commission for taking and for receiving back? Or is it according to Rameyer? And Rameyer says that you have to add on to your half shekel, plus you're getting a commission on the way back. We'll talk about this. Is it, what would Rameyer say in this situation? Let's say you, get, you donated for an ani, for a poor person who didn't have any money. So, or you gave a gift to somebody, your potter, because since you're giving it as a gift, you're, you're potter from the chatzish, you're potter from the from the kalbon, if you give for somebody else. Vim Hilvim, but if you lent it to them, then you're chayev. You have to pay because you just it was just a loan. Everybody really is chayev to pay. The fact that we gave off, well, Nanashim Bavada Maktanim don't have to really pay anyway. We don't claim from them, so they don't have to pay the kalbon. The Kohanim, according to the sheet that we saw yesterday, Rabbi Yochman Zaka, that Kohanim do have to pay the chatzi shekel, so it's a special hanacha that they don't have to give the uh, the kalbon. Now, again, at the time of the Torah, maybe it would have been a chiv even to give the, because the time of Torah, he had to give the full chazi shekel. This that we're adding the kalbon according to a mayor is because we want to make up that full amount. But it, what, where is it going for? Uh, what's it going for now? Not necessarily for the same purpose that the shekel is going for. And therefore, they could relax the rule for the kalbon. Okay, so that's as far as the kalbon goes. That's that Mishnah. What about uh, the next case? The next case is a famous case. We had it elsewhere also. Ha'achan ha'shutfin, that's the gears that we have. Very, a lot of different gears in this Yerushalmi, but we're going with this gear. So ha'achan ha'shutfin, brothers who were, became partners. How did brothers became, become partners? We'll see. They inherited the father, and then they, they reconstituted a partnership between them. Shechayavim bekalbon. Now, here's the deal. When they were in the father's estate and the father paid for his children, then the father didn't have to pay a kalbon. It was only right, each like family had to pay, but the father didn't have to pay for his children a kalbon. Now, let's say that the that they got the Arusha and they constituted they reconstituted a partnership now, then they're like individuals. They do each have to pay the kalbon, but they're potter from Meiser Behema. What does that mean? Meiser Behema, one tenth, one every tenth animal, if you have a, a flock of, of uh, ox or uh, oxen or, or sheep or, or goats, every tenth one, you have to give Meiser Behema. However, your potter if you bought them, or if it's a shutfus. Now, we talk about Bismanazeh, they do a shutfus with a goy, because then there's a machlokus, whether the the um, the flocks that come afterwards, not at the time you made the shutfus, if they grow afterwards, if, they, if you're partners with a goy, for sure, part of my sabayma. But there's a shita that even if you're in general partnerships, if you went into a partnership, you're not chayv my sabayma. So here, if they constituted a partnership after they got the Yerusha, 
So the chayiv in the kalbon, because now they're indiv- each one has to pay for his kalbon. When he gives his chatsi shekel, he's an individual. He's not paying from the estate. But they're part of from Meiser Behema because now they're partners. Ukshechayavim B'Meiser, as we'll see what that means, they haven't yet split up the estate. The estate is still what they call Tfusus Abayis. It's still in the estate form. Then the, the father, the state has to pay Meiser Behema, has to give Meiser Behema. If they're high Meiser Behema, they're part of from the Kalbam because then it's still the estate. It's like the father's paying the Chatsi Shekel for them, then they don't have to pay the Kalbam. The Kamahu Kalbon, how much is the actual Kalbon? The Kalbon is a small amount, right? It's an extra amount. According to Mayor, it's to make up the value of the Chatsi Shekel in time of Moshe Rabbeinu. According to the others, it's just like a commission. So it's a mall kesef. It's a small amount of money. One, it's like one twenty-fourth of a seller, one twenty-fourth of the Shekel in the Torah. It's half of that of 48. Okay. So going back to the mission that we learned at the bottom of yesterday's daf, he said, Afapisha Amru, Pardon? Yeah. I can't hear. In all of these cases, yeah, where you're paying for someone else, are they mechuyev in the kalbon? No, no, we're we're talking about giving the money to the money changers who are who are right. acting on behalf of the Beis Hamikdash of the Gizbarim. That's if you're the money changer, right? So, that, that's, but if, right, the money changer himself, yeah, the money changer himself is a Jew. He'd also have to pay. He'd also have to pay something. So if you could argue that if he's if he's giving his own money and there's no money changing involved, according to the sheet that it's a commission, you wouldn't have to he himself maybe wouldn't have to give a commission, but according to a mayor, he'd still have to add on to the Chatsi Shekel because it's a value situation. He has to give the full value of the Torah. So the Gemara is like this. We said yesterday, even though we don't take a mashka and we don't take a, a pledge or collateral when collecting from women, slaves, or tanim. Right, we don't take a we don't take a pledge from them. It's mashma holitvoa holitvoa. He says holitvoa ain toven. The tanim he says right ain mamashkin ain mamashkin nashim v'adam avalim shaklu makabel miyadam. But it says, but if they give, we we accept it. Right, holitvoa ain toven. But it's mashma that we don't uh, we don't um, uh, demand money from them. Right, we said. The Khanim, we don't take a mashkin from them. But if they want to give, they give. But we don't, we don't demand. It says we don't take a mashkin from them. But mashma, that, uh, you know, and if they gave, we, 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 we accept from them. Remember, we said we don't accept from the Goyim, but we do accept from them. Uh, we, we do accept, but we're not, we don't demand from them. Here you say you do demand. In the previous mission, I'm at Bayes yesterday, we said that we don't take from children, right? We don't take a mashkin from them, right? So it's mashma that we don't take a mashkin, but we also, here you say we don't even make a demand from them. There it's mashma, we make a demand from them. So we said there's a difference. Here's the difference. The difference is do we, we, we don't take a mashkin from anybody until they're 20 years old and they fit into But we demand once they're bar mitzvah. We don't take a mashkin from them, but we demand from them. We tell them once you're bar mitzvah, you have to pay. So the difference is whether they're bar mitzvah or not, if they had pubic hair, meaning and they turned bar mitzvah or not. Hanochri v'akuti. So, um, you see, in the in the pre, there were actually two mishnayos on yesterday's daf. One said um, call, uh, that that ain't the mashkin. As a kind of way, we said it before. As me mashkin, levim israel gam avadam mashracham avlo nashim avadam tanim. We don't take a mashkin from them. And then we say af pishin mashkin men, but we do take their money. So it's mashma. We take their money. 
but we're not Tovea, so which one is it? You know, it's the first one we said, we don't take a mashkin from them, but we would demand it. That's if they're bar mitzvah. But if they're not bar mitzvah, then we don't even demand it. Okay. <clears throat> so, Hakuti, Nachir Hakuti. So he said, from them we don't accept. Amr Abba, Tipater, Kamanda, Amr Kuti, Kanachri. We said in a Mishnah that you don't take, if they, we don't take, we don't take, accept money from the Goyim. From Goyim and Kutim, uh, that they, we don't take their shekels at all. We, we, don't, we, we don't accept them from them. So it's Mashri, he says, you know what? It's Mashri that you hold that a Kuti is a Nachri. A Nachri is a Goy. A Kuti were people that were brought into Eretz Yisrael, and the question was whether they were Magai or not, that they keep the mitzvahs. They certainly didn't keep the mitzvahs like the Jews, but were they Magai or not? So the Chorah Mishnah is Mashma that a Kuti is like a Goy. There's Palgan because there's a Machlok is about that. Kuti Kanachdi, Rebbe holds that a Kuti is like a Goy. Shemuel says Kuti Kisrael, he's a full Jew. So from our Mishnah, we says Kuti is Nachri, it's Mashma that a Kuti and Nachri the same. Smash Mishnah holds like, like Rebbe holds that a Kuti is like a Goy. Omar of Allah, Rabbi Allah says no. Masnisen Benachrim, the end of the Mishnah, when the Mishnah said later on, when the Mishnah says that what well, we don't accept kine zavim, kine zavos, in other words, goyim can't become zavim and zavos, so like this, amalazer uh, mastisin, it means the end of the Mishnah, benachrim, it speaks ma goyim, habakutim lo. In other words, but the end of the Mishnah can't be speaking about kutim, kutim basically had to keep Jewish laws, and we're not, we're not speaking about, uh, we're not speaking about kutim over there, the end of the Mishnah is speaking about goyim, but not kutim. Right, because Kutim Matani came, and we live a Bryce like that too. When it talks about the rules of uh, Tuman Tara, it says Adam Larabas Hasakeir Mikem Lahotiyas Amumrim. In other words, Geirim are included. So therefore, that when we see over here, the end of Mishnah says uh, that Ein Mekabim Yadam Kida Zavim Zavos Yadam Yoldos. They could be, um, uh, you know, they they certainly are. Are, are have have rules that they have to bring Zabim and Zavos to the Kutim. They accepted the rules if they were Megayer. So Masnis and Pligar Rablazer, the Mishnah's Mashma that argues on Blazer, because the Mishnah says, Ain Mikab Miyadam, Kine Zabim and Zavos, Kine Yoldos. The Chiesh Kine Zabim and Zavos Benachim. That can't be speaking about Goyim. The end of the Mishnah says, Ain Mikab Miyadam, Kine Zabim and Zavos, Vikine Yoldos, Vikine Yoldos. You don't accept from them. What do you mean? You can't be talking about Zabim and Zavos by Goyim. <laughs> they don't have the rules of Zavim and Zavos. The Goyim don't have those rules, and they wouldn't even know what we're talking about, right? So obviously it's speaking about Kutim. So therefore, what do you mean? The Reisha is speaking about even Goyim, right, that we don't accept from them, and the Seif is speaking about Kutim. says, Kainu, Kainu, that's right, that's right. So when he says over here, Rabbi Lezer says that the Mishnah is speaking about Goyim, Right, because Mishnah says Kinas Avim Zavos, we're speaking about Goyim, but not about Masis and Machum. Hadiktani, the Pirush says Hadiktani Seifa Ein Mekabel Mehen Kinas Avos Ayr Benachum Velobukutim, because Kutim Megeri Emes Vechein Tani Adam Rabbas is a Geirim. So, so Rablazer wanted to say that the Mishnah is only speaking about Goyim and not Kutim. The end of the Mishnah. The end of the Mishnah is only speaking about Goyim, but Kutim are different. And and they are full Jews, and they would accept from Zimzavas. So he says, no, it doesn't make sense because by Kut, by Goyim you can't be speaking about Zavim and Zavos. There is no Zavim and Zavos. They are speaking about Kutim. Therefore, the Mishnah is not Zmashma, not like Reb Lazar, meaning that the Mishnah says that Kutim and Nachim are the same. And when it says you don't accept from them Kinnah Zavim and Zavos, we're speaking about Kutim because Goyim have no uh, business at all with Zavim and Zavos. So therefore, the the Mishnah means to say is that Kutim have halacha like. Uh, Goyim and like like Rebbe, I'm Rabbi Yochanan. Betchila, when you start to build the base of Mikdash, when you at the very beginning, 
right? Uh, In other words, we don't want to we don't want to accept their gifts, right? Now here we're talking about you know we're talking about the shkolim and the mishnah, but the really the idea is we don't want to use their money at all for construction, as we'll see. You don't accept from them something a distinct item like a rock or a stone or something like that or some plaque or whatever. Don't accept anything that's that's distinct, or even don't accept their cash either. Why? Because we don't want them to say that, oh, they, you know, look, I built that base of Migdash. Look, we did it. Here's their, here's our, that's the stone that I put in. Or even a Davashayna Masuyim, because they'll say, I had a part in it too, even something that's not distinct. I paid for the initial foundation or whatever. But once it's already built, and now we're just talking about maintaining it, it's adding on to it at the end, then Rabbi Yochanan says, you could accept cash from them. Just don't accept a, a specific item, something that's distinct and specific, because they could say, oh, look, that's mine. We don't want them to, uh, you know, to, to go walk around arrogantly and say, uh, they did it, right? Um, right, because... Um, uh, where's that? They shouldn't say in the base of Migdash, right? They shouldn't. It's 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 embarrassing. Uh, it's a it's a it's a busha that the goyim had to build it, uh, and then they go around saying, "Look, I did it." So at the beginning, you don't accept any money from them. After it's built already, cash you can give because they're they're not going to be able to uh, walk around proudly. says, where that's beginning the you never accept any money from them at all. We don't want their money in the base of Migdash. We don't want their dirty money. Okay. What about our Mishnah? So Mishnah says, you know what? We have a Mishnah which disagrees with Rabbi Yochanan. Because a Mishnah says, Right? It says you don't you're not makabal them for Hegdish and Nidava for Bedekabayas, for even for maintenance. So our mission is we don't accept from them anything. Postula, the answer to that is that the right the the, the pitaron is the answer is bein betchila bein besof of adav You could say that mission speaking about whether it's the beginning or the end by adav mesuim something specific. We don't accept from the bedek abayis. But Rabbi Yochanan said something that's not distinct, something that's not specific. You could accept. So the mission is not akasha on on Rabbi Yochanan. There's other gearses here too, but that's the gears I have here. Shlakish says. Says you don't accept any money from them at the beginning when you're constructing or later on. You don't accept any money from them at all. Right? So simply So the we have a Bryce, a mission which argues with everybody agrees, They can make an oath, in other words, give a vow, give something, vow to give something, and they could be the subject of a vow. Now, what does that mean that somebody can give their value or tell them or that what to do? But the point is that you see that you accept their money. So you accept their money. Says everybody says they can give an oath, they can give something. So how does Rosh Lakish do that? According to Rabbi Yochan and can say, okay, fine, that's the Dover Sha'ina Masuyim, you can give. But according to Rosh Lakish, if you don't accept anything from them, Dover Masuyim and not Dover Masuyim, how does that work? Everybody says, everybody agrees that you can, they can give an oath or be the subject of an oath. So Pasala Ola, no, you can give a carbon. Everybody agrees you can give a carbon. We're talking about giving something for maintenance of the base of Migdash. Either cash or uh, a, a rock or a stone or something of that sort or gold or whatever, something that they could relate to, right? That they can actually give for maintenance. Uh, but if it's a if it's a carbon, fine. He gave his carbon for his own atonement. He's not going to say, "Look, there's my there's my animal." We're talking about we don't want them to take pride in the building. 
But if they gave an animal as a carbon, that's okay. So necha no and that makes sense if they gave an oath. So they say, okay, I gave an oath, I gave a carbon. But necha nodrin ola, nidrin ola. What are you going to do, nidrin ola? What do you mean? They're going to be the subject. Somebody's going to say, listen, I want you to give an ola. Why would they listen to you? If a, if a, if a Jew said, I want this guy to give an ola, you know, that doesn't mean anything. There's a subject of, what does that mean? El, no, the subject means this. El Chama Yisrael Harel Ayol. This is what it's speaking about. If a Jew said, I'm going to give an ola, I'm going to give a carbon. V'shomanachri, and a guy heard him. V'omar, ma'ashomar zeh alai. With this guy, I, I want to be like him. I'll, I'll have what he's having, right? <laughs> I'll do what he's doing. What he's doing. Oh, he's giving an ola, I'll do the same thing. Ah, uh, that's different. That's what he's speaking. So he's speaking about a carbon. Okay. So you're saying, Rishlakish will get out of this by saying, Rishlakish says, you don't accept any money for them from Medica Bias. How do you fit in with this mission which says, you can give an ed? Oh, they're talking about giving a carbon. Fine. But with the carbon, you bring the sachem. The sachem are brought with that. The libations, right? The oil and the wine and the flour uh, isn't And isn't the extra, if there's extra in the sachem, it's not an exact amount. If they have a little bit extra, that goes for the klisharis, for the vessels in the base of Mikdash. So isn't that going to be a problem? So it comes out, you could give them a sachem. Then it's even, even a country shlakesh, and even in Yochanan, they're giving a Dover Masuyim. Why? Because uh, if they give a carbon, they give with that libations. And anything left over from libations go for the Klicharis. So again, it will come out that they're giving a Dover Masuyim. So he answered and he says, listen, you could ask Akasha from another Mishnah too. They can be the subject of a vow. In other words, somebody's going to give their value to the base of Mikdash. Or they could also give Orchim. Lola Bedekabayas, and doesn't that also go for Bedekabayas? So, just like you say over there, Taman. And the answer is, how, did, how can Goyim give, the, give val, their value to the base of Mingdash? Right? They're also going to come out, it's going to come out going to the Bedekabayas. The answer is, they're just giving a donation. What do you say over there? Is they're giving a donation? They're not giving a better advice. They're just giving a donation to Shem Shemayim. So to speak, they want to give something to the Jews, to the, to the God of the Jews. And eventually, they'll get the better advice. Kain at Omar. So there you'll say the same thing. Hacha, af hacha, l'shemayim He's having kabana for heaven. And, and eventually, it'll come to better advice. But still, ma'avil v'shlakesh. That could be an answer for Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan says he's not really giving a a uh, Masuyim, but according to Shlakish, the fact is, Shlakish says, you're giving, whether it's the Nesachim or the Erechen over here, uh, even it's going to want, even if it's a Dovah Sheinu Masuyim, right? even if you're going to say it's a Dovah Sheinu Masuyim, Shlakish says, you don't accept from them even a Dovah Sheinu Masuyim. So what's the difference? In other words, you don't accept from the Medic of Ice. Mela, according to Rabbi Yochanan, you could say, fine, he didn't give a Dovah Masuyim. They just gave money, and eventually they'll want a Medic of bias. Uh, they're not giving a specific item. But according to Rosh Lakesh, you're accepting their money. Says Pasulah, he'll have to explain like this. Ma Avod Rosh Lakesh, what's Rosh Lakesh going to do with this, with these Mishnayis? Pasulah, he says, listen, Lo Lachem Velanu Livnos Beis Lakenu. What was it based on? We mentioned this yesterday, right? Why can't you accept their money? Because it says, as we said, we don't want you to give money. You know, it's not for you and for us to build a base of Mikdash. It's only for us. Us Jews build a base of Mikdash. Livnos Beis Lakenu to build it. Even Rish Lakish who says that you don't accept from them either a Dabr Masim, Dabr Shainim Masim, that's for the building of the base Hamigdash. 
right, for, for main, or maintaining it at the end, adding on to the structure, let's just say, of the Beis Hamidosh. But for the, for the utility vessels and for the things that are necessary there for a little maintenance that it's not part of the construction, then it's okay. In other words, he says whether the construction's at the beginning or even at the end, if you've got to add on a rock or a stone or something like that, uh, that also Rabbi Shlakish would object to. Dafka binyan kabin on the on the on the building, but on the klishares on the on the uh, service utensils in the base of Migdash and the and the necessary things that are necessary inside the base of Migdash, we're not mocked about that, and therefore it's okay when they gave a net or a dava, or even if the leftover is going to go, the nesachim is the leftover nesachim is going to go for uh, klishares, or then rachim rachim is going to go for betekabais. That's all. That's like that's acceptable. Rav Chizkia, Amar Rav Shimon. Yeah. Are there? Do you know of any restrictions on accepting money from non-Jews for building a shul? Oh, <laughs> you're you love to take those uh, difficult topics. I'll tell you something. It depends who you ask. You know. A cynic would say it depends if the rabbi needs the money to build the shul, right? <laughs> right? Uh, that that's all kinds of things. That gets into the whole question. What about taking money from a Jew? Uh, there was a whole thing about taking money from a Jew who's uh, made his money in gambling. Remember that was a whole. Remember that discussion? We saw that video last year, right? Can you take money? Going to anybody, I mean, everybody is. Uh, you know, they'll tell behind every great fortune, there's a great. Crime, right? So, who can you accept money from? Uh, that all depends who you ask. I'm sure that's that's a shayla for the rabbis to deal with. I just wonder if it's part of the question of the evangelicals. Yeah, right. Right. So then, so there's some who will accept to today. They, you know, the, you know, the, there's there's different kinds of, of of there's goyim. Some say there's a difference of goyim who are trying to influence us and. Are, and believe that, you know, if they help us build it, their Savior will eventually come, and it's all part of that, their plan, or those who really love the Jews, and they want to give money to the Jews. But here we're talking specifically about building the base of Migdash, right? so you can, about shuls and about accepting their money for good causes. If they're giving money to, you know, to help, uh, you know, poor handicapped children in Israel, or in America for that matter, you know, that's a different issue. So these are complicated issues for the rabbis to deal with. All right, Rav Shimon he said like this: According to this, right, uh, you shouldn't accept from them either. Just like you shouldn't accept for the binyan base meters, you shouldn't accept from them emesamayim for waterworks. In other words, construction and the wall, the chomasayir, and for the for the walls of the city in the binyan. So again. Are you using it for helping poor people with food and medical and things like that? Or maybe that would be acceptable, but for something of construction that they would take pride in, say, look, there's the wall that I built, or there's the uh, basement that I built, then it wouldn't be acceptable, even according to Rish Lakish. Now, we have a parenthesis over here, going back to the mission about the uh, Masnison, going Now we're going to discuss the, until now we were discussing the issue of accepting from the Goyim. Right, that part of the mission. Now we talk to the mission of the mission that we learned today about the Kabbalah Masnisa, the Rameir. Okay, when he says over here, Masnisa Rameir, this is we learn in the Mishnah. Anybody who's Chayim in the Kabbalah is Mashma, anybody who's Chayim in the Kabbalah goes like Rameir. 
In other words, even if you pay the chatzis shekel itself directly, you didn't take any change. You didn't. There was no money changing involved. You just handed in your half shekel. Just like the shekel is minat Torah, the, the reason we give the chatzis shekel is because minat Torah. The Torah says yeah, everybody has to give chatzis shekel. Kach kilbono Torah. The kilbon the kalbon is also minat Torah because. It's to make up the value. It, I mean, the kalbon is really just the value to make up the value of the chatzis shekel at the time. But Moshe Menach, Sovra Meir, that Benosein Shiklo Sholem, even if you give the full the Shekel Sholem, Shuchai Bekalbon, even if you give a full shekel, meaning the full, when he says Benosein Shiklo Sholem, meaning your full chatzis shekel. It's the, the, the shekel that we give today, the shekel which is half of a sella, is the chatzis shekel in the Torah. Yuchai Bekalbon, Dabra Meir. Mayor held that it was that it was uh, that it's all menatora that you're trying that the kalbon is simply to make up the value of the chazi shekel of Moshe. There was like a fiery coin. Hashem took out from underneath the, the his throne. This is the one that I want everybody to give. We yesterday we darshaned it for Zev with the gematria, right? That it's twelve. That all twelve tribes have to give. This is the one I'm talking about. Now there's this one which is free of impurities. It's pure gold. So therefore, today when we don't have a pure gold chazi shekel, uh, you had to make up the difference, and that's why uh, that's why that's Ramea's reasoning. So he says that the that the kalbon is menatora. Then the Mishnah went on to say, Let's say you gave a seller, which means you gave a shekel in the Torah to get back a shekel of the Gemara, give back a chatzis shekel of the Torah. Chayef shekel means you have to give two kolbonos. Now, who is that going like? Omer of Lezard, Ramea, the Gosek Ramea, the Tanya, Elu chayef kolbon. Everybody's chayef, everybody's chayef kolbon. Kolbon echad. Ramea, Ramea, kolbonos. What did Ramea say in the Mishnah we said today? Ramea says, if you gave for you and for somebody else, you know, you have to give, you have to give two, even if you gave one, one full seller for two people, you have to give two kobonos because it's to make up the value. It's not a money changing thing. If it's a money changing, you could say it's one transaction. You should only give one kalbon. Mayor says you have to have two because it's to make up the value. Right? So therefore he says, I'm a blesser, When it says over here, you gave a seller to get back a shekel, you have to give two kobonos. He says, that's Rameir, the Tanya, Eluchai Makalbon, Kalbon Echad. Rameir says, yeah, you have two Kalbonos because it's for the value, right? And therefore, you have to give two. So why do you have to give two over here when you gave one to get one back? So he says over here on the side, what does he say? That um, it goes to Rameir, that's Kalbonos, one for the Torah to make up the value, and one for the commission. So if you gave, let's say, uh, in, in the Lashon of the Torah, if you gave a full shekel to get back a half a shekel, you want to give a half a shekel, you don't have a half a shekel change, you give them a full shekel to get back one. In, the, in, the Lush, in our Lashon of the Gemara, it's you gave a cell to get back a shekel. But in the Lashon of the Torah, it would be you gave a shekel to get back a half a shekel. So, you know, number one, you have to give the, you have to give the kalbon to make up the value of the chazi shekel, and there's also the commission. So you'd have to give two kalbonos. So therefore, our mission when it says, you have to give two kalbonos, why two? One to make up the value, and one for the guy's commission. Umar Rav, or Rav, it's like Rav Omar, no, it goes even according to Rabbonah. The Omar of Meir, the uh, uh, the Amr Echad Shekel Shu No Saying, the Echad Shekel Shu No Tell, the Echad Devay Torah. Because Rameir says whether whether you're involved in the commission going or going back, going there or going back a commission, you have to give one and one for the Torah. So therefore, 
So he says, Rebezus de according to Rameyer, it would really be three, right? De Reacoli. You know, Zafil Rabbonan. De Reacoli means even contra Rabbonan you give to one, because Shalosh Shekel Om Bator, Dina Machza Shekel. In other words, according to Rav, Rav is saying it would go even according to Rabbanon, who don't hold it, you have to make up the value, but there's two transactions you give for giving and taking back. For each transaction, you have to give a commission. So, Ma Rav de Verkali, Dom Rameyer, Rameyer would say you really have to give the commission going back and forth and the Divrei Torah. So, Aldaite de Rav, according to Rav, Gimel Kabonis, and is really three Kabonis, that Rameyer would say three Kabonis. And also, Rav Yirmi, Rav Shmuel Bar Yitzchak, and Shem Rabbi, he says, Yeah, you're right. Shlosha Kabonis, and there's three Kabonis. Echad Shekel Shunosin, one for giving. Commission there. The commission, the the money changer gets the gets his commission for each each way going, going and coming back. So three kolbonus. And when the mission says you have two kolbonus for giving, taking back, then we go even according to Rabbanan. And it could be a mayor too, but he's just not counting the one for the Divrei Torah. So that's the machlokas here when it comes to giving the kolbon. What's its purpose, and when would you give it? Now, at the end of the Mishnah, we said, Ha'achin v'ashutvin, Ha'achin what, brothers, who took a Yerusha, and then they became partners again, if they're Chayiv and the Kalbon, because they've already split up their Yerusha, and now giving it, and now they became partners, they're potter from Meisr because now they're partners. Partners are potter from Meisr Why? B'shecholku, where they split up the Yerusha, and then they rejoined there, and they became partners again. Before they split up their, their Yerusha, they weren't partners, they were simply eating in the estate, was one estate. Shechayovim b'maiser behemah, what are they chayv b'maiser behemah? When they hadn't split up the Yerush yet, so their father's estate is chayv b'maiser behemah, it's one, it's one, um, you know, one unit, right? It's one obligation. Upturim and a kalbon, v'shalochok, and then they're part of the kalbon, because it's like the father is paying for them, and therefore a father doesn't have to pay a kalbon for his children. So that's v'shalochok. Omer of Lazar. V'hein shechoku, this is only if they split up, when they split up the Yerusha, it wasn't even-even, meaning one took, let's say, the goats, can I get the and the other guy took the uh, the sheep, or the can I get the get but let's say they split up goats for goats, there were, the Yerusha had, let's say, two goats, each guy took a goat, and there were two brothers, or the can I get the there were two uh, sheep, and one took one, one took the other, then, then even if they rejoined it, that was the share that they were originally going to get. In other words, it was like the, nothing changed. They got it, what they were supposed to get originally and what they get, became partners again with. It's all one big thing. Basically saying that there's Breira. In other words, it, you can know. It's still Sirusha. And when they rejoin it, all they were doing is that you know, they put the estate back together again. And therefore, it would be like they never split up the estate. Meister Behemoth would be, would be uh, they would have to pay, give Meister Behemoth and they would be part from the Kolbom. Rebbe says, no, even if they split up the, the Yerusha and, you know, there were two goats and each one took one goat or two, there were two uh, lambs and each one took a lamb. They're like, they're like, they're like purchasers because they got their share. And the Pierce's is Ain Brera. The fact that there were two and you each got one that you didn't know that wasn't predetermined. You were going to get this one. He was going to get that one. And like, like it's all, it's all set. It's like the same. It hasn't moved, right? You were going to get this one, and you gave back this one. So it's all one. You should know. It's like you split it up. There's an aim braver. You don't know what you're going to get at the end. You don't say, "Lamafreya, you were predetermined to get this one." And therefore, it is like 
uh, people split it up. It's like they, it's like purchasers. Purchasers, if you bought uh, animals, you don't have to give meiser on them, and they're potter from meiser. Like we learned over there, if you have something that's bought, or you received it as a gift, potter Somebody gave you ten animals, ten goats, or ten sheep. You don't have to give meiser from them. Rav Chia, Rav Yirmiya, boy, he asked this question. So you said there's two cases, right? If the brothers uh, split up the Yerusha and then rejoin their in a partnership. Then they are potter from Meiserbeim and Chayiv in the Kalbon. And if they didn't split up, they're, they're potter in the Kalbon and Chayiv in Meiser, because it's like the estate's still intact. Why don't we also say, why don't we also say, I'll show you a case where they're Chayiv both in the Kalbon and in the Meiserbeim, in the case when they're potter from both. Hey, Chavita, what's, what's hey, Chidami, like how, how is that? Let's say they split up all the other assets, but not the animals. The animals they said not split up yet in Yerusha. That still stayed intact as the father's estate. So then So since they split up the rest of the Yerusha, now when they have to give Kalban from the cash, okay, they split up. They're not giving from the father's cash. They're giving their own cash. So they have to pay the Kalban each. And they're still Chayim Meisrbeim because it was still part of the estate. Let's say they split up the animals. They divided up the animals. In the Arusha, they didn't split up the Nechassim. Then from the Kalbon point of view, they would it would still be the father's estate, and he wouldn't have to pay the Kalbon. From the animal's point of view, right? They split up, and then they joined in a partnership with the animals. They're potter also from Meiser Behemoth. They'd be potter from both. So why don't you give these two additional cases? So you could say those two. That's only if the animals weren't most of the estate. In other words, the animals are considered more uh, more firm than than flimsy cash. If most of the estate were the animals, and you would follow them. In other words, if the animals were the main part of the nechassim and the animals were not split up, and therefore uh, you're still chayven meiser, uh, then you would have to say that even if they took up the cash, you'd still have to they'd still be part of the common because the the cash follows the animals, so to speak. Whatever the animals, whatever you did with the animals. That should be considered the the uh, the situation. So if they split up the animals, then and, and rejoined it, they're potter from meiser. If they didn't split up the animals, they are chayven meiser. And if they're chayven meiser, then you say that the cash goes according to that too. And if they're chayven meiser, it's still in the estate, and they wouldn't have to give the kalbom. Rav Avinamar Rav Shami, boy, just because you say they're like my like one person comes to meiser mahema, meaning that it's still in the estate, you potter from the kalbom. What does one have to do with the other? Isn't, isn't it any different than one person who gives a sella, meaning a full shekel for both, and, and therefore, if, and if he gives one shekel for both, so it's like he never split it up. It's, it's not like he never split it up. So if that's the case, if they never split it up, then even if they split up and they rejoined it again, it's also it's like it was never split up. In other words, if you're saying that you go so far as to say that it's since he's giving one shekel for everybody, it's like they rejoined it. So then even if they split, what's the difference? If they split up or if they didn't split up, it's like it was never split up. And we still, we learn, we learn, you have to pay the kalbon if they what? If they split up and rejoined it. So therefore, there is a difference. In other words, whatever they split up, they split up, and you have to go according to what they split up. 
you might say it depends on the row. Fine, if, is the anim- if, if most of the estate is the animals, you go according to the animals, but still you have to look at it as if it's split up. Rabbabashim, Rabbabashim, says, that's, look, it's two brothers, like our case, where two brothers who inherited from their father, it's the same as two brothers in law who inherited based on their, on their wives. Mitzad Nishosem, he says, In other words, it all depends on whether they hadn't split up yet or they did split up. If they split up and then they rejoined, it's like the Mishnah said. Yes, you could say two additional cases if they split up the animals and didn't split up the cash or if they, uh, right, or, or the vice versa. You could add two more cases as long as the animals weren't most of the Arusha, according to that opinion. Where, what did you do with the Kalbom? We understand the Chatzis Shekel went for the animals. We say the Chatzis Shekel by Nisan, so the animals for the Karbonos of the Tzibur were brought from there. What did you do with this Kalbo now? Rameyer Omer L'Shkolem, same place went for Shkolem, because Rameyer holds, and Rameyer probably goes L'Shit Tosso, that what? That what's the purpose of the Kalbo? To make up for the value of the Chatzis Shekel. Moshe's Chatzis Shekel was a little bit more than ours, so we give a Kalbo to make, to add it up, so it goes to the same place as the Shekel goes for the animals. Rablazer Omer L'Nadava, it went for Nadava, the chauffeur's Nadava, that they would give for, for you know, uh, donations, meaning that uh, with this monies, when there were no carbonos to brought them, they would just bring olos on the base of just to keep things busy, keep everybody involved, to keep the, you know, to keep the process going. But it wasn't for carbonos to per se. It was used really for maintenance, for the uh, silver, for the gold uh, plates that they, they covered up the, uh, the base Kodesh Kodashim, that they covered up stuff in the, the, the Kaporis, etc., they was used for to uh, to plate. They used that money to buy gold to plate uh, the base kodesh kodashim. Ben Azay Omer Shulchanin Hayinot Lamas Mesharim. No, Ben Azay said presumably that it went. He goes like the Rabbanan who say what? That what's the reason for the kalbon commission for the money changers? Right. So they took it as their pay. Some say they used it for travel expenses. In other words, this probably goes into the idea of what it was used for. Probably, maybe the first few opinions say, fine, it was used for carbonus of one sort or for Betica uh, bias, for Ben Azai would apparently say, like the Rabbanan, that it was basically a commission, so the commission either went for the uh, money changers' salaries or for their expenses. That finishes the first parak. And we'll start from here tomorrow, Mitzvah Have a good day, everybody. Don't forget to make a Simba, Simba Chorus for those who need it. We're doing it here after davening. And don't forget to change the clocks tonight. Tomorrow morning we'll be learning an hour earlier, right? 520 on the new clocks. Have a good day.